changes being made at the front office in Foxborough. We're going to talk about all of them here today on this episode of Locked On Patriots. Getting you ready for the weekend. Stay tuned. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. And Pats fans, thank you once again for helping to make Locked On Patriot a part of your weekend here. And I know it's wild card weekend. It is not going to be an easy weekend for Patriots fans. A lot of football being played, but none of that will be involving your New England Patriots. And it doesn't mean that there's not still a whole lot to talk about. So we will continue to do that here on Locked On Patriots. Of course, I am your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And who better to get us ready for the weekend here than our good friend, our resident Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the Green King of Sting, the monster master of disaster. That's right. It is columnist extraordinaire from E2GSports.com. Thomas Murphy joins me here today. Murph, is it dogs and cats, mass hysteria going on at Foxborough right now? Um, Patriots issuing statements, uh, telling us their intentions. <laughs> Who are these New England Patriots? You know, two weeks ago, all I heard was, you know, th- this is the most closed off franchise in NFL history. Nobody ever tells you anything. Who's the coordinator of this? Who's the coordinator of that? (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. Yada, yada, yada. And today, everybody's losing their mind over a little press release. Tiny little, you know, I mean, if I turn this into my boss, he'd say, "What? why are you slacking off right now? Tiny, it's like 80 words there. What the hell? People are losing their minds. It's a little bit of clarity. Mm. Okay. It's a little bit of foresight. It's, it's a little bit of placating the masses is what Mm. it is. It's a little bit of, you know, I'm really tired of this conversation on sports talk radio from two to six in the afternoon by a bunch of idiots that couldn't, you know, couldn't get a punt squad out there. (laughs) Um, and uh, so they do. And now now this is the story. Oh, no, they, they, they sent out a press release. Oh, no, we're signing Gerard Mayo. To, we're to, in talks with, with Mayo <laughs> to make him the, the defensive coordinator. Oh, no, we're going in a different direction after the worst season in 20 years. Um, this offense was worse this year than it was under Cam Newton. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? And it, it all goes to. Uh, a terrible offensive line and coaches that 
didn't understand how to coach the system that they were trying to coach. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, we saw a very dysfunctional offense this year on the uh, on the field yep. the England Patriots. And I know there's a lot of, uh, to quote Conrad and Bruce Pritchard, a lot of rumor and innuendo going right. around as to how those types of dysfunctions manifested themselves in the Patriots locker room, as well as the, uh, the New England Patriots uh, on the field. The play calling, the difficulties that the Patriots had in that regard uh, were very, very uh, interesting to say the least. And we're hearing rumors about where some of these stories might have come from. I'm not going to cater to that right now because I really, I, I've uh, quite no. honestly, it's just because I, I don't necessarily know exactly what happened and I'm not going to play the speculating game. And right. second of all, bottom line, these players have to execute on the field. The coaches right. have to make the right calls. And those are the reasons why the New England Patriots were dysfunctional this year, folks. Not because of some, you know, behind the scenes, smoke filled coffee house, you know what? Uh, yeah. Making, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. Oh my so, God. you know, but um, I think what it does signal, Murph, in this statement is that making change is not just a symbolic rallying cry for the mm -hmm. Patriots any longer. They're committed to making the changes that they need to. I fully believe both yep. Bill Belichick and, and uh, Robert Kraft were on the same page with this statement going yep. out. You're right. Very, very short, very cut and dry, very much transparent with the fans. I think what they're doing now is putting the finger on the pulse of the fan base and knowing that this has to change. And I think Bill Belichick has been on the, uh, the ball with this as well, not necessarily just taking his cues from Robert Kraft here. Right. I think he saw the no. handwriting on the wall as well. And Bill is in tune with this stuff, folks. Don't let the exterior right. fool you you know the snap face and all stuff like that you know bill may not be a social media guy but he keeps his finger yeah, on, the on the pulse of new england patriots nation and to say that not only are they beginning interviews with potential offensive coordinators but also announcing that they've begun contract extension conversations with gerard mayo really is one of the more transparent things right. that we've seen thus far in New England. Uh, Murph, in your opinion, before we get into the real thrust of what this statement actually you know, means, meaning Gerard Mayo and meaning yep. the search for the new offensive coordinators, um, is this signaling a changing of the approach with New England? I know it is for this season, but is this something that we can expect a little more of from the Patriots even into the season? I, if, if you mean, if you mean the, the press release and what's happening, what, yeah. no, no, I, I don't see this as a change. Um, Bill is still um, the head man in charge here. He has to sign off on everything. Otherwise he's not going to be here. And trust right. me, folks, if you let him go, he's going to be coaching on the sidelines in Dallas or in San Diego or, you know, one of any, there are 30 other teams that would gladly take Bill Belichick as their head mm -hmm. coach. Um, so no, I don't, I don't see it as a softening or a changing. I mean, you can, you could kind of see the change in Bill Belichick over the past two plus years. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill took a lot of grief from a lot of people saying that, that he couldn't coach, this generation of football players. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think he, he has dispelled that to, to a great deal. Uh, some, some people have flip-flopped on that, that, uh, that take and, and wondered why he's being so soft on some of these players. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked a, a few weeks ago about um, how, uh, how uh, Mac is, is mouthing off at his offensive coordinator and, and, um, and who wouldn't, 
put up with that. And, and we'll get into that name in a little bit later. <laughs> and now other people are talking about it and, and they're wondering why Bill has it. You don't know that Bill hasn't, you know, stifled this in the locker room behind closed doors, come into my mm -hmm. office and let's talk for five minutes, but he might've done it in a different way than he, he might've done it, you know, a decade or so ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you make a great point about Bill Belichick and letting him go. It's all well and good to speculate that you want to let Bill Belichick yeah. go at 70 years of age. Oh, you need someone young. You need fresh ideas. You need these things to come in. Who are you going to replace him with that knows more football than Bill right. Belichick? A point that we continuously try to make here on Locked on Patriots. And, you know, it's good Not to see... There. Yeah, exactly. It really isn't out there. It's not that, you know, we don't want to search for it. It's just it's not possible to find uh, and you're the, not going the, to. The young Studley guys that, that you have, they, they run into a, a, a little bit of a, a down year and all of a sudden they're they're looking at their options in the in the booth. You know, yeah. that's, you know, Bill Belichick went a decade here with Tom Brady without winning a Super Bowl. Ten years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you lose Tom Brady, you lose uh, Rob Gronkowski, you lose Julian Edelman, you lose the likes of Stefan Gilmore, mm -hmm. uh, you lose five, you know, seven tenths of your coaching staff, and everybody wonders why you aren't back in the Super Bowl in two years or winning playoff. It takes time. We said it before, you know, be a little patient. What happened this year didn't work. Bill saw it didn't work. There was nobody in-house to switch it over to during the middle of the season. Right. Now we can go and start the process of looking for somebody else. Yeah. A lot and of people talked that that this was a uh, – that uh, Matty P was just a, a, a placeholder, a holding card, you know, a seat, a seat sitter. You know, at the Oscars, somebody gets up, somebody <laughs> sits down for a couple of awards. Um, and that might be true. So let's go out now and let's find the guy. Yeah, and that's exactly what appears to be happening in Foxborough, folks. As mm -hmm. we speak, New England Patriots compiling that list for potential offensive coordinators. Pretty obvious, Matt. Patricia and Joe Judge will be reassigned that according to the reports that we heard on Thursday night. But I think the most interesting part of Thursday night's report was the indication that Gerard Mayo is in deep negotiations with the team now to potentially return and stay with the team quote-unquote, Murph, right from the statement, long-term. Long -term. How long-term are we talking here? Murph and I are going to talk about that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023, it all depends on team members and those that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, the values, and the experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools, and they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, the company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Murph, I know you're always like me. You're looking for a delicious treat, and especially at this time of year. It is in the aftermath of the holidays, but you know what? You still want that opportunity. When you're looking for a delicious treat, that's why, folks, you don't want all the fat and calories that go along with it. you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat healthier this year, and if you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. And man, I got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, health is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You're not going to think that they're good for you. But trust us, they are perfect for your New Year's resolution. And they I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now... You don't even need to wait around to get a box any longer for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, anyone you want. They've got it. So if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box. Don't delay. Do it today, built.com, or at your local Sam's Club or Walmart. Peanut butter brownie. <laughs> peanut butter yeah, brownie. absolutely. My favorite. Beyond belief, uh, that is They're that great. is definitely my favorite. But you're never going to go wrong with any of their great products. No. We love Built Bar. We know you will, too, folks. Um, I'm always, always restocking the shelves on those, and I know you will be as well. If you've already tried them, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, believe me, you will not be disappointed. But... Murph, fan, Patriots fans were not disappointed uh, in Thursday night's offering from the New England Patriots when the magic words, new offensive coordinator, were mentioned. I know a lot of antennas, a lot of you know radar went up at that point. But to me, what I thought was the most interesting part of the Patriots statement from Thursday night was that they are in negotiations to keep Gerard Mayo, inside linebackers coach currently right now, in the fold long term. Now. Murph, keeping Gerard Mayo in-house long-term is something we talked about earlier in the week. We didn't think yeah. it was possible, um, especially with the offers that he was likely to get on the open market, maybe a head coaching position, maybe a defensive coordinator position. He was offered, or I should say requested for an interview for the Cleveland Browns open defensive yep. coordinator position. He's turned that down. Um, our good friend and one of the most trusted names in the business, Karen Garigian, is reported that while it's not a done deal yet, they are getting closer. They're still working through a few details. When you look at this situation, you see the words long term. You see Gerard Mayo turning down defensive coordinator interviews. You hear that these negotiations are supposed to end well and that mm -hmm. it's imminent or I, no, nobody's used the word imminent yet no. but that a decision is expected sooner rather than later and an agreement um what are you taking away from all of this well what i'm taking away from all of this is the fact that the the team will not stand in mayo's way of becoming a head coach somewhere what they what they don't want to happen is him to leave and become a coordinator somewhere also that they believe in him in a great deal. Um, the last time we, we talked about a long-term uh, uh, deal for a coordinator was when they swooped in at the last minute and kept Josh McDaniels from leaving for uh, Indianapolis. Um, I believe <clears throat> the Patriots cannot offer 
They cannot mention. They cannot say that you will be the next head coach of the uh, New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. But I think a wink and a nod can happen. I think uh, you know, we gotcha mm-hmm. uh, can happen. Um, Long term is the fact that they are tired of watching people walk out of here and walking out with uh, a third of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. The attrition has been has been evident over the past two to three years with uh, the drain of of uh, brain cells that that have run this organization for so long. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Guys left for New York, guys left for Miami, guys leave for Vegas, and they take their they take people with them with the promise of, you know, a title and more money and, you know, everything that goes along with it. And now, you know, the Patriots are just done with it. We're, we're you know, we're, we're not going to stand in your way if somebody wants to make you a head coach, but we're going to give you the coordinator nod and not allow that to happen. And how much is that going to... Uh, take i think we're, we're looking at least a five-year deal mm-hmm. i don't think bill will be coaching for five more years mm-hmm. and i think gerard will end up with the job at the end of those five years or whenever bill decides that that he's had enough and he's mm-hmm. going to walk away and hopefully come home and coach wesland for a couple mm-hmm. of years which is the <laughs> one question i want to ask bill when all this is over, will you come back to Wesleyan coach? <laughs> yeah, but what's he going to coach? Though? Is he going to coach football or lacrosse? Think about yeah, that for I a don't, moment. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, as long as I can meet him down at Eli Cannon's for a beer once a week, I don't care. I think he can. Well, I think he'll arrange that. Bill seems like the type of guy that'll be more than willing yeah. to be able to do that. I, I, I know I'm on the periphery, folks, not very, very well at all. But you know, I, yeah, I think he'll he'll join uh, Murph for a beer. I'm almost confident in yep. that. But look, you make a very good point about Mayo, without any question. And I'm glad you made a clarification that I know a lot of people are using to jump right. to conclusions in that Gerard Mayo wants to be a head coach. The Patriots are talking about keeping him here long term. Ergo, Transitive Property says that he's going to be the next head coach. This is all part of the agreement. Folks, that doesn't necessarily work like that. And I know that the New England Patriots realize that someone may come in and offer Gerard Mayo a head coaching position before this quote-unquote deal that they're working on is, you know, or even before a season. Yeah, I don't don't know what kind of wording there is that you can't take a job this year or so. That might be in there. I don't know. I don't think it would be. Go ahead. I'm sorry I stepped on you. No, no, no. You didn't step on me. I think that's a good point because, you know, it's it really depends on the wording and the nature of the agreement, which is probably why they're still continuing to work on this. Right. Interestingly enough, we've heard that uh, Gerard has turned down the request to interview for the Browns. Haven't heard anything on the Panthers job because the no. Panthers is an interview for a head coaching job. So I don't expect Gerard to turn that down unless this deal, like you said, gives him an incentive or a reason to turn that down. So um, his ability to remain in New England, I think, is very important to Gerard. I remember back in February, he spoke on 98.5 The Sports Hub with with Bertrand and Zolak, and he Mm -hmm. poured his heart out about New England and said, look, I'm quoting directly from um, that uh, interview now, and these are Gerard's words exactly. If you look at it from my perspective as well, I'm a New England guy. My family's here. Everything is here. So for me to pick up my family and remember, I was a 2008 first round draft pick right. and go to some team where I really don't know the people, we're moving all these people to me, that's hard. It has to be a great, 
great opportunity, not just any team. Right. So this to me speaks of a human being that is eager to be a head coach in this league, but he won't forsake his own desires just to take the only job that's available. He right. realizes that he's got enough cachet and enough pedigree to be able to choose his destination. And he can do that because he's confident in his ability to make that. And everyone that you speak with in the Patriots organization, whether it be players, fellow coaches, Bill Belichick himself, have marveled at the way this guy is able to right. connect with the players he coaches. They all love him. They play hard for him and they listen to him. And that's something that I think the Patriots just felt they could not lose this offseason. Mm -hmm. And kudos to them for getting this done or hopefully getting this done. But um, you mentioned Bill and he's 70. He's not, you know, getting any younger. Uh, that number 347 is hanging out there, folks. That is the total wins that Bill right. Belichick right now is trying to eclipse <clears throat> when it comes to Don Shula. But I think he's got his eye on another record as well. I think Bill wants to lead this team, this Patriots team, to 20 playoff appearances. He's tied with right. Shula right now for 19. You know those two are important to him, really solidifying Bill Belichick as the greatest coach of all time, bar none. Right. He'll have the pedigree. He'll have the titles. And then at that point, He'll also have the records, and really, I think the argument at that point is definitely over. In my right. opinion, it already is. It, but it, 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 it's over. over. It's been over for a long time. But like you said before, the talking heads need something to talk about, so they'll bring up, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, how many games it took Bill to do it, as opposed to Shula? You know, the fact that um, playoff games are are for some reason counted here, but not counted when you're talking about a player's uh, statistics. That's separate things of that nature. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I, I really don't. This is an important number to Bill. It's an important number to, to football. You mm -hmm. know, who has the most wins of all time? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you can when you can go out there and you can hang uh, six Super Bowl rings as a head coach and every, you know, all the winning categories, uh, statistics and, and records that he's setting. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it does. It just, it just shuts people up except for the people that are too stupid to shut up. <laughs> and unfortunately there are a lot of those, yeah. um, you know, so what are you going to do Murph? We try to provide the best commentary that we can and our best insight that we can each and every time we join the microphone and we join each other on the microphone here on locked on Patriots. But folks, we're not quite ready to walk you into the weekend just yet because there was a second part to that statement that the Patriots issued on Thursday night, opening up negotiations and interviews for a vacant offensive coordinator position. We all know, and you all know, who Murph and I have been clamoring for the last couple of weeks, but if not that gentleman, then who? Murph and I are actually going to get into that in a minute just uh, as soon as this... Uh, episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up. We will be talking the head coaching, excuse me, the uh, the offensive coordinator vacancies in just a moment. But first, folks, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.net, your number one source for betting information, statistics, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, the latest trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college football to basketball, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest, the easiest way to get your betting info. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Patriots fans, the legendary Connor Murphy Fisto, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, joining us here to end the week in style and hopefully inject a little style into your weekend. Once again, Murph, I know there's a lot of football being played out there Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, but there's a lot going on in Foxborough and a lot to keep us busy right here in Patriots Nation. And we talked in the last segment a lot about Gerard Mayo possibly hanging around, what it means for the Patriots, but the other part of that statement involved Patriots opening up interviews for potential offensive coordinators. Right. You and I have made no secret of this. We are clamoring, not clamoring, but we have no. sung the praises of Bill O'Brien, thinking You're that he is potentially, yeah, yep. potentially the best fit. Um, I know we, you know, we believe that for a number of different reasons: familiarity with the area, familiarity with the team, familiarity with Mac Jones, right. and the aggressive style that he brings to the table. His ability to coach the two tight end sets. This just makes so much sense for the Patriots, but. You and I both know that just because it makes perfect sense on paper or logically doesn't always mean it's going to happen. Things can happen. Bill may get an offer to be a head coach somewhere. Right. Uh, it might not be to his liking. So there are a lot of different reasons why Bill O'Brien may not be the guy, even though reportedly there are high ranking Patriots officials that really right. like him. If you read between the lines, you can probably figure out who we're talking about here, but Bottom line, if it's not Bill O'Brien, Murph, then who? That's a really good question. Um, one that I've given a lot of thought to. Uh, there's a lot of talk out there. Uh, people that we respect who talk about bringing in Cliff Kingsbury. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he is he is high in the council of of many people that that feel that although Cliff has had a, a, a rough time as a head coach, he's a fantastic coordinator and I can't argue with that. So he's out there. A guy that, that a lot, not, not a lot of people are talking about that, that I want is Chad O'Shea. Mm. I wouldn't mind, you know, Chad O'Shea is somebody that is infinitely familiar with this, with the encyclopedia Bill Tanica, as I like to call it of, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this playbook, it, it's literally, this playbook is, is kept in a room people. It's kept in a room and there's a through Z and, um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, everything that Chad, Chad has actually gotten under center and said, no, this is the way I want it to done when Tom Brady was the quarterback here. Okay. This is how it needs to be done. All right. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a name that, that, that is, has been on my mind a lot. Uh, you know, Kingsbury, who everybody's been talking about, um, Zach Robinson, who's the Rams quarterback coach is somebody else that, that could come in here if Bill is, you know, set on going in the direction that they started out with at the beginning of the year, you know, uh, Zach Cromer, who is the Rams, uh, who's an assistant on the Rams. Uh, also, Shane Day, who's the Chargers uh, passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, he's somebody that could come in here and do something. And, you know, a name got thrown at me today that, that really threw me for a loop. Charlie Weiss Jr., Okay. He's, he's the, uh, an Ole Miss assistant coach, co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at, you know, at Ole Miss. And, um, that, that's somebody that's, 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 you know, a, a fresh, fresh name with a JR at the end of it. 
<laughs> yeah, not bad. Sometimes, uh, you know, second generation, third generation, sometimes it can be pretty interesting if these guys have uh, the opportunity to uh, follow in their dad's footsteps. And, uh, you know, it's hard to argue with the resume that his dad had. No question about it. Charlie Weiss, one of the all-time greats up here in New England in terms of really anywhere in terms of being an offensive coordinator. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to put this to you. Uh, there is a name in-house that is yep. getting a little bit of press. Um, there's also a name in-house that's getting a little bit of press in other areas, one of which happens to be a team that there's certainly no love loss when it comes to URI. The New York Jets have their eye on tight ends coach Nick Cayley. Now, yep. I know Cayley in a lot of circles and a lot of Patriots fandom, even media circles, believe that this guy is probably as good as gone. Uh, yep. Word has it. Uh, again, I'm going to quote rumor and innuendo um, that he may not have been all that enthralled last year when it was the Matt and Joe show uh, right. under center, uh, you know, and for, uh, you know, the offensive play calling situation for right. the New England Patriots uh, that, you know, Nick feels that maybe he could have gotten a little bit more consideration for that role than he did. Uh, word has it that he was trying to or not necessarily trying to, but maybe. Uh, interested in joining Josh's staff out in yep. um, in uh, Las Vegas, Josh McDaniels, folks. Uh, but the Patriots blocking that move, uh, trying to prevent a complete brain drain from the uh, uh, the the coaching staff that they had. Um, we're hearing Houston as a possibility as uh, yep. an offensive coordinator. Uh, there is a connection with Jonathan Gannon, who is interviewing for that head coaching position. Uh, we're also again hearing the Jets. So when you look at Kaylee and you look at the opportunity he brings to the table. Do you think the Patriots give him a look or are they going outside the organization? They're going outside. They are. Um, Nick has, has expressed a, a, a desire to go elsewhere for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And kudos to him, the professional that he is. He came to work every day, did his job above and beyond. Um, but I think it, it's it's time for us. But I think that they're going to go outside the organization um, for, for one the, the people that we talked about are more qualified mm-hmm. for two. Uh, a lot of them have a, uh, a background with this offense and uh, or with with the direction this offense might be going in. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I also, you know, there's there's the eye test. OK, the, the people are clamoring for change. Uh, the crafts are clamoring for change, even though O'Brien would not be, you know, really a change. It's just, it's just bringing back a familiar name. Um, and I think if Nick got the job, they would be just say, okay, it's it's just another yes man for Bill. Mm, yeah. Sorry, that's that's yeah. the way the the outside looks in at the fishbowl. You know that there are too many yes men here, and the people that that we've talked about coming in aren't can't be accused of that. Yeah. I see your point. And, uh, you know, having the opportunity to talk to Hunter Henry during training camp and talking about Nick and the job that he did, you heard him really describe him glowingly. Uh, so you're looking at an opportunity for a guy that really is well-respected in the locker room, very well-respected among his peers. And I think professionally very much well-respected by Bill Belichick. Otherwise he wouldn't be here folks. Um, Nick is, I agree with you, most likely going to go elsewhere uh, and find an opportunity there. And I think he has the ability uh, to be a solid OC in this uh, environment and maybe short order rather yeah. than long term. Um, but, I think Las Vegas is interesting and who knows, yeah. you keep an eye on Houston. Uh, I just said, would not want to see him go to the Jets, but you know, whatever, yeah. whatever just, opportunity. Just not, not the Jets. You'll be dead to me, dude. If you go to the Jets, you're dead to me, you know? 
Murph and I are pretty well good, but we always get petty when it comes to the Jets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, John Butchko, host of Lockdown Jets, knows all about how we feel. I love John to yep. death. He's a great, great guy. But uh, yeah, we have our asking, fun. What, what the hell's Murph have against the Jets? You know, and <laughs> when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way, right? Yep. Grew up in Connecticut, and you know why. Um, but no, it, there's, there's just, there's that connection is just too close. Okay, uh, elevating somebody from inside is just it's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it with the crafts. It's not going to cut it with the fan base. And um, and Bill's just going to have to uh, to to choose out of out of these very highly qualified people. And I'm not saying Nick is a qualified. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a fantastic coach. And I, I'm sure that he'll get a coordinator's job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but. <clears throat> it's difficult to find a player that will not talk glowingly about one of their coaches. Mm. I mean, there, there, there are guys right now that are, you know, Cam Accord has been screamed about to be fired after two years. You can't go into that special teams room and not find somebody that will run through a brick wall for this dude. And are saying things like it wasn't his fault. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. It wasn't his fault. He had us, but He's got to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go. ultimately, the buck does stop at the head coach's yep. desk or at the coordinator's desk or whoever is responsible for being that main man in that uh, meeting room is, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately the one that this responsibility lies with. So uh, we're hearing from, you know, Foxborough officials that uh, not. You know, a whole lot of, uh, you know, firings are going to be going on. We're hearing the no. term reassignment. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what becomes of Matt Patricia, what becomes of Joe Judge. Joe Judge will look good, pre- pretty good, uh, you know, coordinating those yeah. special teams. He did it very well up here for a number of years. He did. Uh, that's a guy that is still a very good coach, and as is Matt Patricia. Uh, yeah. But just, I think, poor fits. out of his uh, element. For what, yeah, and, and, poor fits you know, for what they needed to do this right. year. Right. Matt, go upstairs and be the holder of, of uh, the Pink Stripes office. Something to that effect. Okay. Uh, How much better can it get, folks, than ending the weekend spot with a reference to Ernie Adams? You can't do it, and that's exactly how we're going to do it. Murph, what can I say? I thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend schedule to join me here on Locked On Patriots. Talk to New England Patriots coaching carousel. Folks, the interviewing for the OCs is going to get pretty intense over the course of the next couple of days, and we'll be covering each and every blade of grass that moves right here on Locked On Patriots. So please download, subscribe to, follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts, and smash that subscribe button on YouTube so you do not miss a second of the action. And as well, if you've made us your first listen, thank you so much. We appreciate that from the bottom of our heart here on Locked On Patriots. But now make your second listen, our good friends over at Locked On Sports Today. All the news you need, all the sports you can think of, and even the take of the day. You just can't ask for more. Locked on Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to consume them on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike DeBate. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. 
Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.